It's Movies, the podcast featuring Nick and Ezra Stein and their dad. Are you not entertained? 88 miles per Vista, baby. Yes, you're very smart. Welcome to Movies, the podcast. I'm Ezra. I'm Nick. And I'm their dad, Kevin. Today on the show, we're talking about some directors who are considered one-hit wonders, which I'll get into how we're defining that a little bit. Uh, Some of these directors have only made one movie, so they're a one-hit wonder by default. Some have made one good movie and then a bunch of terrible ones, and some have made one great movie and then some decent ones which I'm also counting as a one-hit wonder. Cool. So I'm that's, excited. It's all very subjective. We'll Your get voice? Into some. Well, I was thinking about just the term one-hit wonder. Hit kind of implies like, Bike club. you know, an audience. No, no. <laughs> Best boxing movie okay. of all time. Anyway. <laughs> Not even a boxing um, movie. Implies that maybe we're focused on audience reactions rather than critics' reactions. Like, what's a hit, you know? Does it yeah. win an Oscar or does it get critical acclaim or does it get like a lot of audience yeah, positive reaction? Yeah, what defines a good movie can be a very broad uh, category. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, one of one of mine that I consider a hit, we'll get into later, got a negative audience score. But I'm, I still count it as like a personal one hit wonder for me. Yeah, this is hard. So people, when they listen to this, are going to be like, oh, what do you mean this person only has one hit movie? I, I actually yeah, what like about five this of them. What about yeah. this one? You know, what about Major Pain? That was a great movie. And <laughs> I'd be like, no way. So I don't know. Has the director of Major Pain made a good movie? I actually don't know. Who yeah, does he count as a one? That'd be funny if it, he did have a really good movie. <laughs> but like with the critics stuff, or not the critics, versus audience I was thinking you know um, Adam Sandler the guy his buddies I, I can't remember their names but the guys that direct all of his movies you know those are very very successful movies so are like the Tyler Perry movies right yeah um, but they're always critically panned so I, I think it helps to think of it in terms of like what movies kind of stood out from the other movies because maybe like maybe all of their movies are good but and they are all getting good audience reviews but they're all critically bad right but then if you have one that's like critics say it's not that good but the audience has jumped up from what all of his other movies would be you know then that could be considered like at least in that area it did improve a lot you know i don't know we ezra and i we tend to be a little more snobby with movies so we probably would not include on our list somebody that had 25 successful audience movies and not one that received any critical acclaim I, I get if it's like the I get if it's like the sheer volume of like none of their movies got critical acclaim and they all got audience. But for me personally, these days I find myself trusting the audience score like on Rotten Tomatoes a lot more than the critic score because the thing is everybody is a critic now, so it's really the same exact category but just with a smaller data sample. You know, I know critics used to be like Roger Ebert and Leonard yeah. Maltin, and now it's like you know Billy Bob from like well, yeah, CoolMovies.com because you can get on YouTube yeah. and you can learn all this stuff. And I don't know. People yeah. are smart these days because they're used to watching. They watch media 24 hours a day, you know? 
So it's definitely subjective, right, Ezra? Yeah. So what... Uh, so get us started. So starting off, I thought we'd start with the ones that are one-hit wonders by default. Like people who made like, like their only first one, movie. They only made one movie. Okay, so like, good. what oh, do you think of They them? only made one. Yeah. Like, like they haven't made a bad movie yet because they only have one movie and it's good. Well, well yeah, towards the end of the show, we'll get into ones who are still like active but only have one out so far. For now, I'm talking about people whose like careers are done. Oh. Only made one movie Hung up in their the, lifetime. The old director's chair. Yeah. The f- big example of that is Charles Lawton with The Night of the Hunter. Yes, I was with Brother Harper right up to the end. It's that's the one that I didn't watch, but I did watch Malignant. You watch, we'll get into Malignant. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about Malignant, but I got to be honest, I haven't seen this, but I also kind of enjoy it when I haven't seen it because I go and I watch it after and then like hearing you guys talk about it. Well, the two of us, me and dad rewatched it last night and it's, it's a masterpiece. Like it's awesome. a classic now. It's, it pops up on a lot of like best films of all time lists. That's crazy. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's really amazing. It's, yeah. it's the, for those that haven't seen it the basic premise is uh this guy like robs is it a bank that he robs i think so and he gets uh like 10 grand at the time which is a lot and he wants to leave it for his kids and then he gets ar- arrested and then he's in jail though and people hear that he he got off with this huge loot and they want to so the guy that's in the cell with him it's robert um robert mitchum. Mitchum. mitchum and he's he's amazing in it and he's a he's a preacher right he's actually yeah. a weird he's a he actually is a preacher and a bad guy he's not pretending to be a preacher so it's like a really odd thing that he's got all these you know ethical moral problems but he's a preacher but anyway so the the, the main idea of the movie is that he's going to go and, and that, that, okay. So I don't want to really tell you too much about it, but he's going to go infiltrate this family and try to find out where this money is because the robber only told his children where the money was and made them swear they wouldn't tell. So he tries to manipulate them and, and tries to get in with the mom and everything to it's, it, it's a great movie. It's surprisingly dark and creepy for 1955, I think. Yeah. When it came out, it got trashed by the critics. And then... Why do you like, think that is? I have no idea. I just can't fathom. What is it about the movie that you think critics would be... Like, what did they criticize it for? I, I don't know. It's hard to find, like, the, the actual uh, reviews. original reviews because it's become a classic now. But I just can't fathom watching it and being like, that sucked. Yeah, I wonder if it's just like a... a a time period thing or yeah you know because it's 1950s and it's talking about depression era but there's weird stuff in it that i think would be weird for the time like when he 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 gets with the wife and they actually get married because the the robber the original dad gets hung so when he gets with her he marries her to try to get the money but he won't sleep with her and it's just kind of weird that he's got all these weird you know he's obviously a bad man he's a but he i don't know but he's a preacher. He's got hate and love written on his, his knuckles. He does. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know why they didn't awesome. like it. Yeah. It's a great one. But though. I guess the critics' reviews got to him, and he was like, I'm never directing another movie again. I get it. You know, and being in the public eye like that is hard. Too bad that didn't work with, uh, how do you say his name? Ezra and I were watching a YouTube video uh, last I believe night. it's Shyamalan. No, no, we're going to get to that. <laughs> we'll get but to that. Uv, Uv, was it Uve? Uwe Abol, who did like Blood Rain, and he's considered one of the Alone in the Dark. He's considered one of the worst directors of all time, but he challenged some of his critics to a boxing match. If you come up here and uh, you fight me, then uh, I will kick the 
out of you. <laughs> really? And and five of them, I think, took him up on it. This is interesting. And Ball beat the crap out of him. <laughs> Apparently, he's a he's an amateur boxer. And so when you said Charles, That's so cool. So I picture <laughs> I picture a contrast here: Charles Lawton being like, "Oh my gosh, I got a few bad reviews. I'm quitting," and Ball being like, you know, almost empowered by all the hostility and negativity there. Well, it's and it's funny on both sides because you have the director who's like, you know what? I'm so offended by these reviews. I'm going to challenge them to a boxing match and then you have the critic who's like i was so offended by that movie i'm actually going to say yes to the boxing match you know, like why would they accept that invitation yeah. well one guy said he did it just so he could get a free ticket to vancouver where they held the fights but oh. not none of those guys had any training or anything i think they just he just paid them because oh even though he's a terrible Crazy. director he has money yeah and he i think he even said like yeah people will do things for money or something like that so interesting but anyway charles crazy. charles lawton i'm sad that he quit i would have liked to see what else he would have made because i mean if your first movie is that good like just imagine what he could have done yeah i mean we like we like shots and cinematography and there's some amazing it's shots just every there. shot in that is just so like well lit well composed the stuff he does with shadows it's just amazing yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing about malignant but i'm trying not to get ahead of myself well, well we can go there if you want yeah, let's, let's talk about malignant yeah, I thought the shots were crazy. It's so cool. Visually, it there's was so. Very I love awesome. how like drenched in fog that movie is. Okay, before before we get into Malignant, I should say I was watching it this morning. I had to go to class, so I missed the last like four minutes. Is there a big twist in the last few seconds? Because I know the twist. Can I say the twist? Yeah, I, I know the twist where it's like. I don't think you. I don't think you should do that. Well, I guess you just did. There's a tumor we can, attached. Well, to we can cut it out yeah. if we want. Or <laughs> should we? Should we not? No, say? leave it in. Go ahead. Okay. Well, is there any other like last minute twist, or is that like the twist? That's the twist. Because the reason I'm asking is, uh, my friends, I, I almost watched this movie so many times. My friends were like, "It's not a good movie. Like the ending is terrible. Don't watch it. The twist is so dumb." And I believed them. And they're so wrong. It was so it's cool. So good. It's one of the coolest horror movies. I've I, ever I seen. actually told Ezra. I like the Ezra likes when it takes a turn. He likes the stuff after the turn better than the buildup. And I like the buildup better. I think they're both really good. I personally but. think it was like great buildup within it. But I was nervous because I was worried that the payoff wouldn't be there. You know, and then it would just be a letdown. But no, it, it's a good payoff. it's a good payoff. But uh, one of the IMDb reviewers uh, called it bonkers, and I think that's a really good word. Yeah, to describe and it's it. awesome. That's the build not, up, I would agree. That, that is the build not up is better though. A negative word. No, <laughs> no, no. They mean that in a positive way. Yeah. But you said when we did Stephen King that you're like a horror guy, and I tend to gravitate more toward the psychological thriller type. So I kind of appreciated the build up a little bit more, even though I did enjoy yeah. the the chaos that ensues. Yeah. I honestly yeah. think I, mean, I just like I was like oh my gosh he just cut that guy's arm off and threw it at another guy <laughs> and ripped oh, a guy's heart out. Are you out. saying like the action was better at the end? That was that was so cool. That's kind of my like one the, complaint with it is I'm like, like the jail okay scene. she's got a she's got like this weird baby on herself but like why would that give her like super strength I, I martial arts skills I said, I, but at the same time I get, I get where you're coming from Ezra because it was so fun to watch Ezra, does it matter that it's not explained if it's sometimes that cool sometimes it does sometimes it does but I it was it's, cool. it's like a supernatural 
after all demon thing. I don't, not, why wouldn't it? I'm have? not disagreeing with you that it was a great movie. Ezra. <laughs> I'm just like, try, we're, we're here to analyze Ezra. I'm just trying to lay out the, <laughs> that's what I was thinking when I was, I was watching it thinking like, what can I bring up when we're recording the podcast? And I had very little complaints with the movie, but that was one thing where I was like, maybe they could have thrown something in there to justify it. Like, I don't know, explore the haunting of the, yeah. that's a good question. Like, like, um, with, with, uh, certain science fiction movies, they, they create like a really dumb explanation for why something's the case. And then you ask yourself, would I prefer not any explanation or the dumb explanation? It's a good question because sometimes people tend to over explain those things and, but no explanation at all can create its own plot holes. So, yeah. Well, what did I say to you, Ezra, when it was over? I had two complaints. I said, there's no reason why someone with a tumor would be able to do, like, <laughs> kung fu martial arts. There was, and- like, one specific shot where I saw her. He was, like, swinging, like, and she was, she was, she was like, swinging a knife or something. And she did, like, a full limbo, like, back flexible which actually, I guess that kind of makes sense because yes, she walks backwards, so her spine. Yeah. That, that that's way. some that pretty pretty that, cool physical yeah. uh, acting with her. The way yeah. she has that her was hands very up. cool, and that and that sort like, of feeds like uh, the monster end of it, where it's like it's a cool idea where like if a person just were to walk backwards and do everything backwards, they would look like an alien, you know? <laughs> yeah, cool I, I have to say I took about a fifteen year hiatus from straight up horror movies until Ezra now has me watching like three a week, I think, or something. Probably. Like that. I, <laughs> Here, here's what I'll say about horror is that these days like there's so much like content out there that's just like the same that like horror movies is like where you see the mo- the coolest directors I think that are like up and coming so that's really cool so let's while we're talking about Malignant let's bring it back to James Wan as a one hit wonder director because I disagree that he's a one hit wonder I think I see where you're going with this We'll get into it. However, I have a disclaimer, though. I think he is a one-hit wonder in terms of, like, a smash, like a great movie. Um, but I think he's got several pretty good movies. Yeah, that's that's why I consider him a one-hit wonder, because he does have, like, a few that I think are, like, solid horror movies. So you're saying he only has, like, one home run. Yeah, which is Malignant for me. I don't think Malignant's a home run, though. I think it's a. I think it's a, a good movie. I disagree, actually. You think, <laughs> I think it's a great movie? I, I, yeah, I would call I awesome. just watching it. Just the way like my mouth hung open as I was watching it, I was like, "Yeah, this is a home run movie." Uh, I feel like that's like his most like refined stylistically. Yeah, stylistically, really, it was very cool. You have the really opening ambitious. credits with uh, it's all like edited to the music, and there's like a cool uh, montage of like all the medical records, and then <laughs> it goes into like from the other <coughs> horror movies I see I've seen, it sticks to the genre really well of like oh the supernatural thing is affecting this house this family but then it like by the end it's so unique too you know well I've got got to push back a little bit on my my son Ezra here after the movie was over I asked him how many stars he gives it out of five and he said four and I too the next day gave it four stars and yet I say four stars is a good movie and you say it's a great movie so I I guess it's a little it's possible I don't know that I like it more than I rated it I I don't know the way you're talking it sounds like you underrated it when I that that might be coming away from it as someone who watched it for the first time today this morning I would want to give it 4.5 although I usually settle back like half a star into like probably four star territory I do think that four stars is like above and beyond. Yeah. I think three and a half is like your typical. Yeah, that was fun. You know, well, let's mention some of his other movies like saw. I will never watch that. 
I think I can't handle it. You should I'll watch the first up. one. No, the, the, first, the first one's different. Than is it is it really gory? Or? They're no. all they're they're all relatively sick, but the first one is a little more understated and has a cool ending, which elevates it above the other ones. The first one, almost all of the violence is off screen. Okay, and then it's just like it, most it's of it's just, just like, like the a idea mystery of it? thriller. Okay. Yeah, so it's, the first one's worth watching. But then we get Aquaman, which I'm not a fan of. I don't know what you're talking about. That was an awesome movie. It does have is my sarcasm coming through over the playing the drums. <laughs> I gotta I gotta give credit where credit is due. That was probably that the cool. best part. Right? Yeah, it's. Have you seen Aquaman, Dad? Clips. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I will, I will, I refuse. I'm actually kind of. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna make you're people, not people it. younger than me mad, but I'm not even a huge fan of like a lot of the Marvel movies, and those are movie, decidedly but. masterpieces compared to some of the. DC movies yeah. <laughs> with the exception of you know Christopher Nolan's films and I thought the first Shazam was okay I like the but first Shazam I, I like the Suicide Squad that James Gunn did that one was good I'm James Gunn knows how to be creative but even still like his stuff was kind of outside of the stuff that DC had going on DC's kind of a mess right now James Wan's a little bit of a different one right because Malignant we you think is fantastic but I think yeah. is is good and then Saw is good but not fantastic Aquaman's terrible Furious 7 is terrible. Thing about street fights, the street always wins. I, I think that one's pretty good. That's Furious like, 7? I think that's like a three, three and a half star Oh, one. man, Ezra. That one's fun. Okay. You should watch uh, Malignant again because there's a lot of stuff that... Yeah, well, and I feel like I kind of guessed it a little bit. Like I knew that it would have something to do with like a cancerous sort of thing because of the title malignant. And I just sort of guessed it. But also like I'm sure I missed a lot as far because I was trying to figure out how they would how it would work, you know, like what is going on? Because I couldn't figure out how she she fit into it all as like this like precog type of character. And then I found out later that that's all just in her mind, you know, but I should give it a rewatch. Let's get into some other directors, maybe some of the more. Some that came up a lot when I was researching this that I disagree with are M. Night Shyamalan. As being a one-hit wonder? Yeah. Yeah, and I, the Wachowskis. I, I know I said his name earlier as a joke, but I actually think he's got more than one. He's got, yeah, he's got a... He does tend to make solid some, some bad ones. Though. I think he has maybe slightly more bad ones, Shyamalan, yeah. than good ones. He's made a lot of movies. But he's though. got a few good ones, and we talked about these, like Sixth Sense, of course. I see. Six Sense is a classic. Science, some people don't like, but I really I like, like that one a lot. Unbreakable. 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 Great. I like um, Knock at the Cabin. I, I love Knock at the Cabin. Some bad ones, though. He's made some really bad ones. The Village. The, no, well, I like The Village. I like The Village. Which is okay. The uh, Happening. The happening. Have you seen that? Which, After Earth. Which my, which my former student, Angie Smith, um, calls The Crappening. What? No. Which I think is really funny. Uh, <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. But, uh, yeah, he's done enough to the not visit. be a one-hit wonder. He's not a one-hit wonder, but he's also not, like, a super reliable. But it is kind of interesting because yeah. he's creative enough that his name still gets you interested, you know, yeah. even though, like, you're, like, wary of it. Like, it could be one of his bad ones, but if it's one of his good ones, I'll always know, at least check out whatever he does. I value that kind of creativity that's, like, not afraid to try a few dumb things to get to the good stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, let's talk about the idea of quality versus quantity because I was thinking not to go back to James Wan too much, but, you know, um, Malignant is... Is, you might disagree, not a masterpiece. It's 
not a masterpiece. No. It's a good movie, but it's not a masterpiece. What? Saw is not a masterpiece. So he's got several that are are good, right? Or even really good, but not a masterpiece. The Wachowskis, Ezra and I were talking about yeah. this this morning. The Wachowskis did The Matrix, which is just an arguably masterpiece. I, I think most people would put it top three sci-fi. It's- Yeah, yeah. Maybe just from top how five. Yeah, yeah. Just maybe, how much you pioneered. Maybe one. Top five, maybe if you're not. Maybe yeah. one. One five. You maybe put a one. one. I might. I have a few. Top with that. one. I, I, I might too. I might too. But I mean, uh, I would maybe maybe two thousand one. Maybe Alien. It's hard because Matrix there, is almost but. in its own genre. Like it is undeniably. Well, my my point my point is with the Wachowskis, I I would kind of put them as a one hit wonder, just because um, the Matrix is so good, such a masterpiece. What about the Matrix Two? It Ezra likes Reloaded. I think it's I think it's got a couple of good scenes, but it's it's not that great. Um, The new Matrix, though. I think that one's terrible. It's entertaining, but it's not that good. I think it's just like I don't even think it's it's like a weird like personal experiment thing. And I think it's I I admire it more than I enjoy it as a movie. I didn't. I think it's like a worthy work of art. My second favorite Wachowski movie is not even directed by the Wachowski, (laughs) which is uh, V for Uh, Vendetta. Oh, Cloud Alice. I, I never saw that one. I heard it was terrible. The version of Vendetta is pretty fun, though. Anyway, so the quality issue is all their movies have been a big disappointment next to The Matrix. I, I think, if you factor that. I get that. Like I, you said, the bar too though. high. Like maybe we would like their other movies more if they hadn't done such an iconic genre defining, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. But if I The think, Matrix was a B plus movie, I'd probably have make a different argument. But I think. I think Reloaded is good enough, and Bound is good enough, and Speed Racer is good enough that I would that I wouldn't. Speed Racer has gotten critically reevaluated. I actually don't it's remember no Speed. I don't, I don't remember Speed Racer like well Speed enough Racer. to uh, comment on whether it's good or not. I just completely forgot about it. But I did it's, used to have some cool. Speed Racer slippers. I remember so. those. Yeah, yeah, those were comfortable. I agree, though. You wore my sl- <laughs> Bound was a good movie, so that yeah. by itself might be enough to take the Wachowskis to two-hit territory for me, which... I think you should give Reloaded another shot. I will. Because it's a great... It's just, like, independent from The Matrix being, like, a masterpiece. Well, I... It's I, just, like, a great sci-fi action movie. I trust you n- enough, Ezra, that any movie that you tell me to give another look, I, I will do that. Would you consider... Uh, um, the District Nine guy to be That's a one-hit wonder. Who I was going to bring up next. Wait, say, are you for real? Yeah, and I'm I gonna say, say no. I say no. Also, Grand I say Turismo. no. Also, I say he's, he's got three good ones I can think of. I haven't seen Chappie. I know you're talking about Chappie. I think Chappie is like a three out of five movie. I think it's a I four out of five. I, like I Chappie. should watch it. It feels. It just felt to me like a less good retread of District Nine a little bit. It kind of hits all the same. Things. I'll have to break the tie just when I watch it. It kind of reminded me, and maybe this is before your time. But anybody out there that's seen Short Circuit with number number five, I, number I five is alive. Hi, honey, I'm home. Number five. <laughs> I just thought Chappie was 
short circuit, but way better. So maybe we're just coming to it with different expectations. Maybe, maybe I should. Where you're like, this is not District 9, and I'm like, this is way better than short circuit. <laughs> maybe I should rewatch We were just Chappie. talking about how the, your expectations can change it. Yeah, it really that's a good can, point. yeah. But uh, Elysium, I think we both agreed, was not a great was, movie. Yeah. Sort of disappointing. And then we recently watched uh, uh, Grand Jury. Did you watch that, Dad? Yeah. Did you like it? I, I liked it. Very, I it was awesome. very formulaic. Really it's formulaic, but I respect a formula that delivers, you know? Yeah. You can still mess those up it pretty It was bad. just kind of exactly what you'd want from I, I thought they did a good movie. job of raising the stakes and then bringing it. Like, I, during that final race, I was, like, leaning. I was on the edge of my seat. I'm yeah. a fan of those kinds of movies, too. So they're really easy to get me. Okay. And then the racing scenes are, like, really well shot and edited. Yeah, they're good. But we were talking about some Jim stuff Hopper's that was. really likable. On my lawn. He's really good in that. and uh, yeah. But some of the parts that we thought were kind of dumb were like when he has to go to that challenge to see if he can even beat those other gamers and he, he jumps into like the simulator like <laughs> one second before. Yeah. Like that that was, didn't happen. Really. That's a little narrative license. And then there. the whole police chase thing yeah. Ezra thought was really stupid. Where they're doing like the police evaded bonus points visuals. Wasn't there something like you said that was like a, uh, like that was foreshadowing with his rear view mirror? What did that, what was that? I don't remember. I don't remember. You, you pointed out something where he like broke his rear view mirror and then like, oh. I think maybe he like touches the rear view mirror on the new car or something. I don't know. One scene that they do foreshadow that I think is really cool is where he gets the steering wheel for his video game simulator at the beginning and he's so excited about it and it like clicks in, remember? And then for the last, I think it's the last race, but maybe it's the second one last, he like, he gets his steering wheel and he's in the real car and he clicks it in. Yeah, it's, it's like, cool. Yeah. Kind of comes full circle. It's just like pure wish fulfillment, honestly. Yeah, it's like crowd pleaser. It was so I'm just gonna... For this next part, I'm just going to name some directors that I had on my list. And then you guys can just say whether or not you think they're one hit wonder. Okay, go ahead. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Zero hit yes. wonder. <laughs> no. One hit wonder. Dawn, what, Dawn of, of the, the Dead. Dead. Oh, I haven't seen that. That's a cool movie. His remake What of about that? his new zombie movie that he made? Arm. What was it? The Net Army Netflix of, one? Army of the Dead. I never saw. I that. hate all of Zack Snyder. Looks, I don't want to. I don't want to get going on Zack Snyder, but I just hate his style. Everything yeah, okay. I, I actually kind of like him as a person from what I've seen in like he interviews and stuff. Like a really he seems nice. like a really cool, really like genuine, interested in very film, down to earth, kind of nerdy. Really dude. Well, then guy. I take back everything I said. But no, it doesn't matter. Nerdy. It doesn't matter what kind of movies you no, make we're, if you're we a can nice be a, person. No, listen, that's not. What I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> give him a break, Dad. <laughs> He's never gonna hear this. In fact, like I don't know if anybody's gonna. Hear this. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Paul W. S. Anderson. Oh. Wes Anderson? No, that's Wes a different. Anderson. That's not the Paul Thomas Anderson. No, that's the guy who did the Resident Evil movies. I don't like other those. stuff like that, but he did Event Horizon. Where am I going? We will need eyes to see. I'm makes one, him a one of the few people that liked Event Horizon. I, I, I like it. Okay, it's so cool. I, I say so yes. I would also say yes. I also say yes. See, Baz Luhrmann. I hate all of his movies pretty much. Except cool name, though. I kind of like the Elvis. new Elvis movie. Yeah, that's... Yeah. So one hit wonder, we're saying. Yeah, yeah. but I did not like Romeo and Juliet. I did I not hate like everything Moulin he's Rouge. done except Elvis. Um, Roland Emmerich. Uh, he did all those disaster movies, yeah. right? And Godzilla. But... Did he make a good one? Independence Day. Welcome to Earth. Oh. Uh... 
I like Independence Day. Yeah. Well, obviously he's going to, if we're talking about one hit wonders, they're going to have at least one. It's a guilty pleasure. It's not like a a fantastic movie. But would you say that he has, so is he a one hit wonder then? Or is he a zero hit wonder? He's a one hit wonder in terms of he has one movie I enjoy that audiences liked. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like Independence Day too. One that came up a lot that I actually disagree with was Michael Bay because he's made more than one. Let me that think. I like. He made Ambulance. Ambulance is great. Which I thought was good if Ambulance a little long. Ambulance. What's that? And then uh, The Ar- Rock. The Rock is fun. Armageddon's pretty fun. I said The Island was Armageddon. Fun. I don't know if I, I would include Armageddon I, on a list of good movies. It's downright stupid, but it's entertaining. <laughs> I also kind of enjoyed Pain and Gain. Yeah, that was okay. Plus, honestly, uh, if you're looking at it just from like, crit- or not critical success, but commercial success, I mean, his like Transformers franchise. Yeah. But and you know, me and what- Dad were talking about this. There's, I was saying, there's cool filmmaking in Transformers, even though they're not overall even though they're good really movies. dumb. Like he he shoots all like the explosions and destruction practically yeah and then composites like the cgi transformers over it and it's really he's definitely like, got some redeeming impressive. qualities I'd, I'd say he's i would say he's just over the line of being a one-hit wonder where yeah. he's like not necessarily a one-hit wonder but not necessarily a great i could i can't see him making more movies i don't like. think but here's the thing um we're kind of all over the place in terms of like quality because you're talking about a movie like the matrix as being like a hit for you know the wachowskis and it's a master Piece. Yeah, it's and okay. then and then you're talking about you know now we're on Armageddon and <laughs> the island. Yeah, it's well, all very. That's because we decided to speak like really relatively. But then yeah, like, but Michael, Michael, if you were to compare him to a lot of the other people we talked about, I wouldn't even call him a good director. You know, Michael Bay is a, not a good director compared to some of the other people we talked to, and he has a slew of just like moderately entertaining movies that are not fantastic. I think Ambulance is fantastic. I don't think I'll Ambulance go to bat is for Ambulance. I don't think. <laughs> Ambulance is fantastic. I, I actually, it was one of those where I thought it was like really surprisingly good for him, but it was like too long and sort of like you can maybe trim it down a little bit. But I do really like Ambulance. You do have a lot of masterpieces on your list, Ezra. It's usually what? about every fourth movie you watch. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> Ezra just likes movies. I, li- I like movies. But you, also I know. I'm glad that you I like, like movies. movies. But I, I want you to look me in the eye and tell me Ambulance really is a masterpiece. I, I never said that. You, I just said I really like it. You didn't? I wish well, we I, could replay this I will, while we're recording. I will, when I edit it, I'll okay. I'll settle this. I did not say it was a masterpiece. Well, you're just going to cut it out if you did. I said I really like it. I'm actually not sure. What you said. I did not say that. <laughs> I, I wasn't listening. Okay, moving on. <laughs> There's some directors who are one-hit wonders, but are there any that you that are currently one-hit wonders that you think have another one in them? Zach Cracker. Um, Bill Murray. Just kidding. <laughs> what did Bill Murray direct? He co-directed Quick Change. Uh, I know, How about I Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks. I've, I wanted to bring him up because <laughs> his one hit... Is about as about one hit wonders, yeah. So there's an irony there, right? Uh, I mean, Uh, I think he could do. I think he could, yeah. I mean, that thing you do is. I'd like to see Rennie Harlan do another one, and then I think. Alex Proyas. Oh yeah, you potentially get another. You know that Dark City is one of my favorite movies of all time. And then I think The Crow's pretty cool. I like The Crow. Yeah, 
But I think I think he has another one in him. And um, then Richard Kelly, too. Like, Donnie Darko is in my top ten movies of all time. Like, I love that movie. He's never done anything good since. But I'm, not, I, I'm always just, like, fingers crossed. I'll come out with something. I'm not sure I fully get Donnie Darko. You're not supposed to. Even though I really enjoyed it as a as a movie-going experience. <laughs> I, I, lo- I did one of those, what's ending to Donnie Darko you explained afterwards, and then I appreciate it a little bit more, but it's still... It's, it's you're, not really, you don't, yeah. you're not really meant to understand everything that's happening. Which, honestly, it's I kind of hate that. Like the, that's kind of what my Apparently, uh, um, Jake Gyllenhaal, and um, some people don't know this, but a younger Seth Rogen is in that film. Yeah. And they were talking to each other after it was over, and they said, what was that? What did we just say? <laughs> so even the actors in the movie didn't know what they yeah. were doing. So I thought that was fun. Um, I'd like to see Tony K make another movie, because American History X was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And then um, I don't think a lot of people have seen this, but The Lives of Others, we watched that together. That was, yeah, that's, that's a masterpiece. He hasn't made another one, but he he probably should. And then we've talked a lot about some male directors. It's very male-centric today. So how about yeah. a shout-out for, is it Marion Heron who did In American Psycho? American Psycho. It's also a personal statement about the band itself. Hey, Paul! Ah! Yeah. Was really good. She should do another one. And uh, one that should not make another movie, I'm going to go with Greta Gerwig. What? What is wrong with you? <laughs> you just said that to get a reaction, didn't you? Yeah. Well, it worked. <laughs> I made Ezra mad. That's one of his favorites. How? What? That doesn't need, what? What are you even talking about? Well, what are you? I have an interesting. That doesn't even make I have okay. an interesting director. I, I want, She's made three movies in there. All right, Ezra. Okay. Well, I've only seen two of her movies. And Which ones both, have you seen? And it's um, Lady Bird and uh, um, Little Women. You gotta watch Barbie. I like Little Women. So you gotta watch Barbie. I guess Lady watching Bird's Barbie great. will determine for me if she's a one-hit wonder or two-hit wonder. I also want to watch 20th Century Women. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, yeah, she didn't direct that. Oh, she didn't. She's in it. It just. Oh, she's in it. That's yeah. probably why. So, what do you That's have to one. do to be considered a great director? How many movies? Wait, I had a director to say. You guys oh, skipped me. Sorry. All right. <laughs> My director's kind of unusual too. I want to get your guys' take on this. Um, there's the popular television series Nathan for You, and then the very last episode of that show is like a documentary style where he tries to reconnect this old guy with um, his like lost love. It's actually a very interesting documentary, and it sort of like ties in like his sense of humor from his TV show with like this, and then like with his new show, the rehearsal. He made like a show that's similar to his old show, but it feels like it's trending more in like kind of a human sort of heartfelt way, but with the same sense of humor. You know, I'd like to see him make a movie. I and I think you could count his that one. It's called Finding Francis. I think you could count that as his first movie. So I'd call him a one hit yeah. wonder right now. Okay, and then. I would say something similar with Bill Hader. Bill I'm Hader too. To see what yeah. directs. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see where they're like they kind of are one hit wonders, but sort of outside of movies, more television. Yeah. Don't want to stray too far, but I could see them making a movie in the future. Yeah. So answering your question, I'd say you need at least two great movies. What was the question again? Which to is be, to be considered a great director, um, you have to make at least two great, great movies, movies, and then maybe. A couple, like really good. I think you guys are underestimating how hard it is to make a good movie. I think if you get it once, then you should be, well, 
I guess, I don't know, though, because if you're comparing it to other directors. Okay, well, in the book world, uh, I know your mom would really appreciate me bringing this up, but here are some books that they wrote, one great book, and it solidified. We're talking about books again? Okay, Black Beauty, Wuthering Heights, Dr. Zhivago, Gone with the Wind, Catcher in the Rye, The Bell Jar, and Invisible Man, all... That's one the hit wonder book books. they wrote. Well, and, the ba- Bell Har- Harper, is a little bit. Harper Lee would have been on that until just recently, but um, go set a watchman. A little unfair to put my, the Bell Jar on that list. My if you point, know Sylvia Platts. My yeah. Well, more like Edgar Allan Poe wrote one book, right? But he has a ton yeah. of short stories. But the point is that in the book world. You you can cement your place with one masterpiece, and is that is that what you're saying, Nick? With the actually, with the movies, one masterpiece. I understand what you guys are saying. Where I it's like if it's you have one good movie, maybe a masterpiece like um, Night of the Hunter, yeah, or The Matrix. It doesn't matter what else you do if you make one. It depends of those. on if you're saying. I think I would agree with that. It's it depends on if you're saying a good director or like above average in the world of directing, you know, like if you're saying like, this is a director that should be considered one of the better directors, then maybe not just one movie, you know, but if you're saying they're good at directing, I think if you, if you do it once, then you should be considered. Yeah. You have that. Okay. Yeah. I think it has to be a masterpiece though. Like I wouldn't put Zack Snyder on there cause he made like a fun zombie movie. Yeah. And Michael Bay, I mean, come on. Like, yeah. No way he's in the conversation. Um, but yeah, I would agree. One one fantastic movie is better than two or three decent movies. Yeah, I, I, I just, I like the philosophy of like, it's better to be creative and make like really bad stuff if it leads to one good thing than to just not be creative at all, you know? Well, I think, I think that's about it. Let's wrap this up then. Let's wrap um, up the old donut. Oh, this has been Movies, the podcast. Once again, I'm Ezra. And I am Nick Stein. <laughs> and I'm there. I didn't mean to say that so creepy. <laughs> Sorry. Can we do one more? Can we do one more? Yeah. I know that's already our second try. <sighs> this has been Movies the Podcast. Once again, I am Ezra. I'm Nick Stein. And I'm their dad, Kevin. Well, tune in next week. We'll have another fun topic for you. Is that still being kept under wraps? Nick? I actually or... thought of it at the beginning of this podcast, and I was like, oh, I'll just say it at the end, and then I forgot. You forgot. Oh, okay. no, I just remembered. I just remembered. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what is it? I want to discuss movie theories, like theories people have Uh, about like hidden, like we'll get into it next week, but movie theories. Okay. That's Uh, the category. That sounds sounds fun. All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.